It was a hundred years ago tonight, on this very night, that the spirit of Christmas descended on those who were fighting in the trenches of World War I. And as that spirit of Christmas descended that Christmas Eve night, something of a Christmas miracle took place. There was actually a one-day truce. There was a private by the name of Stan Brown who described it this way as he was dug into this frozen trench that was covered with barbed wire. And he was there with his brothers in arms. And they began to hear singing from the Germans. And they listened. And they began to recognize the singing. And someone said, they're, they're singing Silent Night. Let's join them. And so as the Germans sang in German, the English and the Allied forces began singing in chorus and in unison together, Silent Night. What an amazing picture. What, what an amazing miracle of, of Christmas. The, the power of Christmas to, to bring these two enemies, even for that moment, together. The next day, there was a truce. The next day, the soldiers crawled out, crawled out of their, their frozen trenches and, and crossed over into the lines and stuck out their hands and shook hands. But they did more. They exchanged, it says, cigarettes and wine and chocolate, and even some pictures of family members changed hands. They said that there was a friendly game of soccer. Knowing the Germans, they probably won. They're pretty good in soccer. Or as they would say, football. I didn't hear the report of who actually won. They just said it was a friendly game. But actually, it was a a general who would say, uh, not only did the men have the opportunity to play, they even had the opportunity to bury their comrades who had fallen. General Sir Walter Congreve told his wife in a letter that the soldiers were walking about all day, giving each other cigars and singing songs. What a picture. There's actually a video. There's actually a commercial that was made that depicted maybe what that scene looked like. And here it is. Jim, don't, don't do it! Hide! 
ist nicht bewaffnet. Nein, Otto! My name is Jim. My name is Otto. Pleased to meet you, Otto. Freut mich. Rose, she's called. Um, schön, um, schön. Not bad for a chocolate commercial, huh? <laughs> that was really amazing. Well, the reality of Christmas, the reality of the birth of Christ, on that night, it did amazing things for World War I. I mean, that night there was a truce. But there's so much more than just that night. You see, the significance of Christmas is this. Because of the reality that God would come to earth, it forever changed heaven. Heaven would be forever changed. The angels would sing glory to God in the highest. I mean, something has happened in the highest heavens that God would come to rescue us. And because of the reality that God would come for you and he come for me, earth was forever changed as well. And because of the depth of that love, sin and death began to unwind. Let me read to you what was read today from Jack, just one verse of this impact of of heaven and earth in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. It says this, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Will you please pray with me? Father God, that is our prayer tonight. That you, the creator and sustainer of all things, that you, eternal God, that you and you alone would receive glory. Glory and praise in the highest. And, and that, that we, we would receive your pleasure. And that we would receive your peace here on earth. God, we ask that tonight you would give us Jesus. Because one thing I know for sure. Each one of us. Every single one of us. Desperately needs him. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Christmas, the celebration of the love of the father that would have for us to give us the ultimate gift, his son. And Jesus brought God to man. Think about that. In his birth, Jesus brought 
God to man. How? By becoming one of us, by becoming man. But he did more. Jesus brought man to God in in his life, in his death, and in his resurrection. The reality is this, my brothers and sisters. Jesus coming, God in the flesh, and standing here on our earth, forever changed heaven for us and our standing in heaven. I'll be home for Christmas. Count on me. Very good. All right. First sung by who? Bing Crosby in 1943. Became the most requested hit during the World War II years of just longing of, I will be home for Christmas. You can count on me. And if you listen to the song, it's he's only there where? In his dreams. But the reality of Christmas is this, and some of you know it even tonight. We move heaven and earth to be with family at Christmas. At Christmas time, a lot of miles are, are, are logged. A lot of plans are made. Why? Because there's nothing like being home for Christmas. And Christmas is a celebration because Jesus came. He has made heaven our home. He literally, Jesus would literally move heaven and earth so that we could have a home in heaven. Jesus would come. The story of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus came. Why? Well, he came to stand in our place in life. He he came because God is a holy God and, and holy God demands perfection. So Jesus would come and he would come and he would stand in our place in life and living perfectly and righteously before the Father. So the Father, the holy God is pleased. But Jesus would come Not just to come and stand in our place in life. He'd come for more. He would come and he would stand in our place in death. Stand in the place that we deserve so that we could never be condemned of our sins. Think of that good news. Holy God, if you are in Christ Jesus, will never cast you out of his presence because of anything you ever said or thought or did. You will never be condemned because of your sin. Because why? Jesus came. To stand in your place in death and to absorb the wrath that holy God pours on sinners like us so that we would just be poured over in love so that we know that we would live and live forever. But now what does he do? Jesus came not only to stand in our place in in life and he came not only to stand in our place in death on the cross. Now he stands in our place in heaven He lives, the Bible tells us, to intercede for us. That that even right now, what Jesus is doing is is praying for us, reminding the Father of his love for us, his work on our behalf. This is what Jesus does. He lives to intercede for us. Why? Because now heaven has become home for sinners like us. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If God has walls to hang up artwork, your artwork would be on it. The name, your name, is on the lips of God, even right now in heaven. That's the depth of love he has for us. He lives to intercede for you. Beloved, you are not alone. Beloved, you are deeply loved. Why? Because Jesus came to stand on this earth. And as he stood on this earth, heaven was forever changed. For us. But there's more than that. Jesus coming and standing on earth forever changes our standing here on earth. 
as God right now is in Christ Jesus representing you and me in heaven, preparing a place for you and me in heaven, we are here representing Him. As Jesus represents us to the Father, we now have the privilege of representing Jesus to this world and the way we live. We now, we, those who have entrusted Christ as Lord and Savior, we now are the place where God dwells. This is it. This is God's tabernacle. This is God's temple. It's you and me. He now indwells us with his presence and his spirit. Earth will forever be changed because now God is here with us. Emmanuel. It says that God's peace is on those whom his favor rests. And who are those whom God is well pleased with? They're his children. They're those who by God's grace realize that we're knuckleheads. We don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve God's mercy. But he freely gives it to us. Everything that God, listen, everything that God requires of us, God has provided for us and his Savior Jesus. Everything. And because of that reality, his favor now rests on those who are his for now and forever. What do you want for Christmas? Let me read to you a poem that Ann Voskamp said. What do you want for Christmas? I don't want a Christmas you can buy. I don't want a Christmas you can make. What I want is a Christmas you can hold. A Christmas that holds me, remakes me, revives me. I want a Christmas that whispers, Jesus. Do you know that Christmas? Do you know that Jesus? Have you unwrapped the greatest gift that was ever given by God's grace through faith? Is life now in you because of that gift? Has forgiveness of sins really been applied to your life? Has Christmas whispered the beautiful reality of Jesus? One thing I know for sure, that Jesus' birth deserves a, a standing ovation. I mean, what we should do is not just stand to sing, but we should stand and say, are you kidding me? God would love us this much. Are you kidding me? Jesus has come for me. Is it real? Is it true? And it is that God has stood in our place so that now we have a standing with God. That birth deserves a standing ovation. But before we stand, we really should kneel. And the reality is when you see Jesus for who he is, as, as God's son, when you see him as the king of kings and, and have by God's grace to see him as the Lord of lords, you see him as holy God and you kneel before him and you come and you worship the newborn king. Has that been you in your life? Do you know that Emmanuel is with us? It's a pretty cool video, wasn't it? I told you a quote from a general. I gave you a quote from a general uh, who said that the, cho- the uh, troops were walking around and playing with one another. Here's the end of the quote. And I met their best sharpshooter, and I found out where he is positioned. And I hope that tomorrow we get him. Now there's a lasting piece for you, right? I mean, hey, you know, I don't know how that soccer game went. Maybe it was really bad. But the bottom line is, how sad. I mean, the beautiful picture we saw was not a lasting peace. But what Jesus did come to give us is peace now. Peace now and peace tomorrow. And peace forevermore. He came to do what World War I never could do. 
to be the war that ends all wars. He, he came to, to set us free from everything that shackles us. And the reality is, is in Him we can have peace, life, and life abundantly that lasts. I promise you this. He'll finish the deal. I know in my own family's life, this, this Christmas season, uh, it's, it's kind of torn apart. A brother whose marriage seems to be failing. A sister whose health is really bad. And the reality is, a text I got, even this Christmas from a loved one, I feel like Job. But the reality is, is that the story of Job ends well. And I want you to know, each and every one of you, wherever you are, because of the work of Christ, we can experience peace tonight with a holy God. Whatever you're going through, he will make sure that you have peace tomorrow. And one day he will bring a peace that will never end. Little baby Jesus, there's a thing that we sang about tonight that I don't like. I don't believe it's true. It says that he didn't cry in the manger. Man, he's fully human. I bet he was belting out whales like the best of us, you know? But that little baby Jesus, wrapped in swaddling cloth, cute and cuddly Jesus, the greatest warrior who ever lived, the greatest warrior who ever walked the earth. Jesus brought us peace, by listen to this, by surrendering his life. Jesus brought us hope by tasting our despair. Jesus brought us joy by experiencing our anguish. And Jesus brought us life by becoming our death. I think that's a pretty amazing God that we serve. Let me encourage you, if you feel compelled, I believe that Jesus deserves a standing ovation. Can we stand and say, Jesus, what you've done for us? Awesome. Let me pray. Father God, you couldn't love us more than you have by sending us your son. Jesus, you wouldn't love us any less than by becoming one of us and rescuing us. And Holy Spirit, you come and you apply that love of the Father and that work of the Son to our hearts so that we can know the joy of being set free, so that we can know the joy of Christmas, so that we can know the reality that that Jesus right now stands for us in heaven and we have the privilege of standing for him on earth. And Father, we ask as we light now our candles from the Christ candle, that Jesus, the light of the world, would come and it would shine into each one of the darkness that still remains in our lives, in our hearts, in our families, for your glory. God, we thank you that because you came, Jesus, heaven is forever opened, earth is forever changed, and may your peace reign tonight and forevermore on those whom you're well pleased. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.